This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Rachel Turner, and this is one of the special additional episodes that we are looking at how to engage with an online festival. There are so many times that we send our teenagers to festivals um, and Christian festivals, Soul Survivor um, in the past, or New Wine, or Spring Harvest, or Creation Fest, or Keswick. There are so many summer festivals that we have sent our, our young people to, New Day, and now a lot of them are online because of the COVID situation. How can we facilitate and help our children and young people engage with this kind of online festival? What are some tips? What are some ways of helping them actually get an experience? Whether they've been before or whether they deeply miss it, um, how can we help them engage? And so uh, we're going to drop in now to the Facebook Live that we did about this. We've pulled the audio so you can listen to it here if you didn't make it. Um, This particular uh, episode is for how can we help our teenagers engage? Let's have a listen. (gasps) It worked! (laughs) Everybody! was rejecting me and it felt very it felt very personal I kept trying to record I kept trying to go go live and it's like no you can't and I was like no go go live and it's like sorry we can't and it felt it felt very rejecting but I'm back um and so I'm just gonna type to my team I'm back there well we'll speed along and see if you've been hanging on for this long You're so patient and wonderful. And if you're joining late, surprise, you're actually on time. (laughs) Sorry. Welcome to the Bedtime Drinks with Rachel teen version. Uh, Today, we are talking about online festivals. Uh, No, I'm not talking about Glastonbury online. I'm talking about Christian festivals. Um, How can we help our kids engage with these online festivals that are going on, whether it's Creation Fest, Keswick, Spring Harvest, Oh, all the new wine, uh, all of that stuff. There, there are so many festivals that we normally take our kids to, and all of a sudden we can't go. But that doesn't mean they're not running. They're doing these online festivals, and how can we help our kids actually engage with this stuff? Particularly since a lot of them are fried from online stuff, anyways. So. As usual, I'm going to give you some thoughts. You may utterly reject them. They may be helpful to you. It's up to you. And uh, I'll pray for you if you have wisdom, if you have experience. I know some online festivals have already happened, like ClipFest. And if you have any wisdom, please feel free to add that in. If not, absolutely fine. If you have a question that I can try to take a punt to answer, feel free to jump that in too. And uh, and we'll see what we can do. We're going to gallop quite quickly because I'm not going to keep you later than I normally do. So this is going to be a whistle-stop tour of random thoughts to throw in your mind as you consider summer festivals. Um, Right. I wanted to start off by saying don't feel that you have to uh, be... um, 
passive in this whole experience. Um, uh, there are so many times where we feel, um, we look at this, you know, we look at the program and it's like there's, you know, morning session followed by youth session followed by all of this stuff. And we're like, okay, it's going to be nine hours of watching television online. And, um, and particularly for our kids who struggle with that, it can be difficult. And so I just want to free you to uh, consider it a buffet rather than a restaurant. Um, at a buffet, you can just go up and pick what you want, see what you like, and take it in whatever order you want. If you want pudding first, feel free. If you want only the ribs and you want all of them, eat them away. Uh, so feel free to do that. Um, I don't want you to feel like it is like a restaurant tasting menu where the you know you just get delivered your food and you gotta eat it and you gotta finish it before you do something else. Once we free ourselves and our kids, to really actually look at the program like we normally would do when we go to a festival. We go to a program and we have a look and we go, ooh, that looks interesting, and oh, I think I'll do that. Um, when we say, look, you can do all of this or none of this, what is interesting to you, and when, then we free them up to not have to subject themselves to it, but actually to take from it what will benefit them. And before we look at how to you know, make your kids do what we want them to do, actually, this can be a great opportunity for conversation to help your kids think through what these festivals mean. For some of our kids, this has just been a pattern of their lives for a really long time. Or it could be the first tradition last year. But um, what if we don't talk about it, what we do is we reduce the festival experience to just being about teaching and for most of us, it isn't actually just about that. For some of us, we, we love the teaching, and that's really helpful, but the festival experience is so much bigger, and we've got to help our kids process that because then we can see actually how we can embrace making a festival experience for us as a family. So what do you value as adults? Why do you spend the money to take your family to these things? What benefit is it up to you? You know, how does it refresh your heart or challenge your mind or help you reconnect with God or others? What To, to really share that with your kids and say, I love these things because of this. Um, also welcomes them to talk about what really is the most important to them. What what do they value about it? Because you may find that it's actually just loads of free time to be without parents with lots of other kids. Or you may find that they really, really like that staying up late and talking to adults and teens all together and, you know, that time that What's-Her-Name was talking about sex before marriage and it was like a shock. Uh, and it could be the stories and the exposure to being part of a community, or it could be, you know, a chance to worship when nobody's watching. What is it about their experience that they value? What is it about yours? Because then you can begin to look and say, well, based on the, based on the, the experience that we want to have, this is what we want to shape. So it could be stories. They may, you may value that your kids are exposed to so many stories of the guy who just was in 10 years in prison and the people who were missionaries in Bolivia and the people who they think are boring from church but actually have had a really interesting life. And you all sit around while you eat and you talk about stories and your kids overhear things. And it could be that you value those stories. Um, and we at Parenting for Faith came up with a resource, like a bingo thing of trying to gather people's stories. It could be that they you miss those stories and you want to facilitate that. So 
rather than trying to figure out how can I get my kids to watch all of the online resources, it could be, this is our festival time. We're gonna watch some of the stuff, but most of all, I want to ask people really interesting stories and I wanna gather these stories and learn from other people. And so we're gonna do this online bingo where we're gonna invite people around every night who we don't know very well and learn their interesting stories because I heard they have fascinating history. Maybe it's about that. Maybe it's about spending time with each other. Maybe your family is lonely and these times of festivals are all about the people. And so your time of, of new wine, maybe we'd like to watch the evening session and we want to spend the morning and afternoon hanging out with different families in different ways so that we feel like we've been around a lot of people because we just miss that buzz. Um, your teenagers will, will know what they miss, will know what they love, what they value about that. Uh, it could be the staying up, you know, it could be the watching a session all together and then debating it and talking about what you liked and what you didn't like and how God is meeting you and whether or not you theologically agreed. And I know so many 11, 12, 14 year olds, 17 year olds who just love being caught in a room of adults and being valued for their voice and sitting there while other people experience God and they're welcomed to do that too without it being about them, without having any pressure of it being the youth thing that they have to respond to. But maybe simply inviting them into your space and being vulnerable in front of them on your journey may be one of the greatest gifts you can give them in that. Some of our teenagers just really love the camping bit uh, or the autonomy and you could go camping or set them up camping by themselves. Um, some of it is the ministry and prayer that you value, just that time to be vulnerable with God and that your teen loves too. There's so many of these festivals who have created, who know youth really well and are setting up programs for them. But it's not just about the online stuff. It's about how can you help them say, this is free and available to you. And if you wanna access it, great. And if you want me to be with you, fine. And if you want to invite someone over to do it together, I think that's technically allowed. And um, how does this festival look like for you? Talk to me about what festival means for you, what new wine means for you, and how we can set you up to have a little bit of a taste of that. Rather than, right, we're gonna watch it, and we're gonna watch it over these three days, and I hope that you enjoy it, um, can feel that pressure. But actually to say, how can we get a taste of that can be really helpful. The youth ministry is designed by experts who know how kids' brains work, but also we are in the season where kids' brains are tired. Our teenagers are exhausted from Zoom and Skype and YouTube and that demanding. And so some of our kids have really found a groove in that and will actually connect really well in that. And some of our young people are just not. Uh, and so you may want to set up some sort of participation thing where you say, you know, feel free to participate on your own. I'm happy to watch it with you. But if this is not something that you think is going to help you take another step in meeting with God, that's okay. But that doesn't mean you have to bail from it completely. One of the things as parents that we can do is use the resource that exists. Um, these people are wonderful at talking to young people and you can watch those bits 
watch the young people's seminar, <laughs> watch the sessions. If your young person doesn't want to watch it and learn and find out what are they actually talking about? How are they talking about God? What topics are important to them? Because it could be that we're just not used to talking about teenagers and faith and sitting with the young people's streams maybe like okay this is what is important to my young person this is what is important to my teenager to be talking about i didn't know and so you can learn that or you can say okay so i was watching a young person's thing i know it's weird don't just don't judge me but they said this thing about life as a young person they said this thing about god do you agree with that because that kind of shocked me and to play them a two-minute clip rather than the 45 minute plus worship clip and ask them about it or say you know this was really amazing how they prayed and i've never done that before have you ever done that before i'd really like to try it but i need a buddy can you be my buddy and to to pull out bits of that and say i was watching that what do you think um can be really significant um, but also, you can just learn from it and stick it in your back pocket and a week later be like, okay, so I was watching this thing and I brought up this. I found that really challenging. I had never seen it that way. Have you seen it that way? Is that Am I completely like about that? And they can say, yeah, you're totally lame. I've always seen it like that. And you can pull it out and you can start interesting conversations and you can pull out the theological truths and you can find out how they communicate it. You can become a better communicator by watching it. So... So rather than just reduce it to, will my young person engage or not? Say, how can I take this as a moment, whether they're engaging individually, whether I use it to pull and show them and say, what do you think? Whether I just learn better so that I can know what questions to ask, what ways to explain it, what places to frame, or whether it's just an opportunity to create windows into how you do it and invite your teenagers into the primarily adult space of, talking and being vulnerable and letting them be in the room while you um, get prayed over over, or to, to sit and take notes and be like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. To give them that is such a blessing. And if it's the community, great. They may not want to watch anything online, but if you're like, we're going to spend four days being with people because I miss people. And that's what new wine means to me. They may really love that. <laughs> Remember, it don't reduce it to just what is delivered online. Decide to say, what does this festival mean to us? And how can we try to capture that? Another thing that's really useful to do is to grieve the loss. There will be some teenagers who have been so looking forward to this, where they, um, I, as a youth pastor, I knew so many that they, we would just look forward to it every year. And they would plan, like, I don't want to become a Christian now. I want to become a Christian at Soul Survivor. Or I don't want to do this. When, when, I, get to, when I get to New Wine, then I'm going to have my big encounter with God. Or, you know, when we get to Creation Fest, that's when I'm going to, you know, really ask the big questions. And sometimes they look forward to this. So to be denied it can be a massive loss. And to not just say, you know, what do we value about it and how can we recreate that? But to also say, what is irreplaceable? about these conferences. What is what is irreplaceable about it? And to say, you know what, I, I can imagine that five days to wander around with friends and feel free and to feel safe and to feel like you can be your own person must be really wonderful. And particularly in lockdown, that must suck to not be able to do that. I hear that, I hear that. To be understood, teenagers long to be understood and they feel misunderstood so often. And so to facilitate a conversation where they can say, it's not gonna be the same because I don't have this. And you say, yeah, 
I totally understand. Um, and you can talk about what you're going to miss, being small in a big venue and why that's important to your faith and why you're going to miss that. And that's irreplaceable. Or the times of ministry where you just get to be in a room when God is, everybody is seeking God's face. To talk about it, create windows into your life, frame why it's important, help them see why they're experiencing loss. Grieve together is so valuable um, together. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have some, oh, I'm going to go to comments. I'm going to pray for you first, but just be released from what you think it should look like and use it as an opportunity to have really good conversations, to facilitate what holes are missing from us and to begin to um, find those matching of the offline stuff. You know, find if they're looking at a youth web webinar that's really interesting uh, or a session, create an offline thing to participate in it. Say, why don't you invite, well, you can meet with six people from different households outside. So tell you what, I'll move the TV to the back window. You can set up a big thing in the back garden. You can have six friends over uh, who are all from different households. Uh, feel free to sit in the back garden. I'll set up a mini lights outside because it should be thing. Have your own little mini thing and then discuss it and I'll throw food at you. You know, how can I facilitate you having what you, you want so that you can have that sharpening or that experience or I'm here for you, you know? Don't, don't limit it. Say, what do you need and how can I help? Um, right, so I'm gonna pray for you and then uh, there's some great comments coming through and I love, don't forget to read each other's wisdom because it's so good. So I'm gonna pray for you and then I'm gonna read through some of the wisdom and the and the facility of that. So I'm just gonna pray for you. But this this can be a good time. It may not be the perfect time. It may not be the great replacement of it, but this can be something that will benefit you and your kids, whatever it looks like. So I'm just gonna pray for you. Um, God, I thank you for these opportunities, for the people who put all the effort into creating these online festivals. But God, I pray most of all that you would bless our teenagers, that you would call them to you, that you would whisper to them as they sleep, that you would strengthen their heart and give them peace, that you would um, knit our hearts together with them, that we may um, hear each other well, that they may know that they are loved. Um, God, teach us how to parent these people who are different every day that they may meet and know you and that we may see them grow into the people that you are shaping them to be. And God, in these festival times, I pray that you would just drop such creativity in our minds and hearts as parents that we may know um, just the next step to help them encounter you, to know you, to grow in their faith, to ask their doubting questions, to wrestle with ideas. Give us creativity in how we can um, take this big buffet of these festivals and facilitate our kids taking their next step. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, right, some of the comments we have. Uh, what if your 17-year-old stepson just refuses to now take part in anything? Oh, lockdown. <laughs> hugs, hugs. I'm gonna give you hugs. <laughs> You're doing a good job as a parent and you, he's alive and still in your house. You're doing great. Um, younger kids, 10 and seven, love it. Great. Um, sometimes it can be about control. Sometimes if your kid is struggling with it, sometimes their brains are just fried and they just can't handle anymore. Uh, sometimes it's that they are living in a house where everything is 
controlled because you're the parent and they're not the parent and that it's their way of independence. And so to have that question of we want this time to be a time where you can have a faith thing in whatever way you want. And if that's a lot of alone time, fine. And if that's watching it when you want to watch it, fine. And if that's having people over so you can talk, fine. But how do you want to do this? How do you want to have your thing? Because I want to facilitate you. And that sort of set at midnight, you know, for the next day. And so at 11 o'clock at night, we would Skype each other to watch it live because it hit our Amazon Primes at the same time. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you. Thank you.